Good morning. It is Monday, December 7th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott, and I'm joined right now by Brad Crawford, National College Football Writer for 24-7 Sports. Brad, got some coaching news in South Carolina. The Gamecocks have hired Shane Beamer, and considering Week 14, nothing really happened as far as shaking up the playoff is concerned. I figured we had to get you on to react to this with a little over 24 hours to digest the news and you know, you've been telling me for the last few weeks this is where this was trending anyway. So give me your honest take, as unpopular as it might be, on what you think about Shane Beamer as the next South Carolina head football coach. Yeah, so my initial reaction, Trey, Saturday night was that South Carolina's decision makers in this search, you know, they, they must really feel confident that Beamer brings with him, you know, all the ingredients to win in the SEC as a first-time head coach because they paid – I mean, a gargantuan amount of money to not only end one head coach's tenure amid a financial crisis, but, you know, they, they did so to get ahead of potential other vacancies around college football at, at Power 5 schools and, and hire a guy who, let's be honest, probably wouldn't have been on the short list at, at other programs outside of maybe Virginia Tech. So I think, though, you know, if you peel the onion back a bit, Trey, you know, you start to see some layers, maybe some various factors on what led to this choice. Like you said, you know, I've known for a couple of weeks now that it was Beamer and maybe a few other guys, but Beamer had a pretty sizable lead in, in this search. You know, it's as a university, I, I think the primary goal of, of every coaching search, whether it's at South Carolina or, or an FCS school, it's, it's to find the applicant that best suits your program and, you know, checks all the, I guess, proverbial boxes, you know, the candidate might not win the popular vote. He, you know, he might not be the guy that media deems the home run higher, but you know, we aren't the ones having to foot the bill. And I just think that coaching hires are extremely hit or miss and drawing any real conclusions right now for me, you know, saying it's an A hire or, or maybe a D hire for Beamer before his coach's first game is, it's probably unfair. Just, you know, the, the biggest hang up for me in this is the Gamecocks are making essentially a, $30 million investment into a coach that the university probably could have hired at, at any time to lead. You're so right. They are such a hit or miss. We The guys on the hot seat right now are the Tom Hermans, the Jim Harbaugh's, the Justin Fuentes, who when they were hired, it was the A+. Last year's coaching cycle, the guys who you might have given a D or even an F to, a Sam Pittman. Look, it's, it's maybe it's too early to say the Sam Pittman model at Arkansas where you hire a, a coordinator or an, a position coach, I should even say, and let him build a great staff and instill a great culture. Arkansas is still three and five. They've surpassed expectations, but at the end of the day, they're still three and five in a wonky year. We're going to see how it fits long term. But I think that that success there in Fayetteville has given some credence to the fact that you don't have to hire the flashy name. And the flashy name for the South Carolina coaching search, I mean, when it first started, it might have been Hugh Freeze. Jamie Chadwell had some buzz. Louisville Scott Satterfield was in the mix. I think at some point this past week though brad i thought it might be billy napier can you can you tell me what you think happened there yeah i think it was napier and shane beamer were the final two and i think when it came to shane beamer south carolina just went with the maybe the more comfortable choice you know going with somebody they know if if that kind of makes sense you know for the most part i think the south carolina fan base you know they're they're pretty much fine with this hire you know a lot of them seem energized that you know there's new blood at a real low point over the past few decades at this program, you know, Beamer has been an ace recruiter before he's kind of had his finger on the pulse of the program four years under Spurrier, you know, the phrase dream job was tossed around and I'm, I'm not sure Trey, you know, during the interview process that 
Billy Napier ever used a phrase like that, you know, dream job. You know, I, I think it's kind of clear that, that Ray Tanner did not want a guy who might have been in the idea of a quick fix, you know, maybe a guy who recruits hard a couple of years, posts a few winning seasons, and then bounces to a bigger job. And I think everyone within that athletic department in Columbia knew that Napier might be that guy. So, you know, Napier would have been my choice. I'm, I'm not making the decisions at South Carolina, but like I said, I think the Gamecocks felt comfortable going with Shane Beamer, a, a guy they know personally. And obviously he's probably a bit more affordable than uh, Billy Napier would have been. So Shane's 43. He's from Charleston, South Carolina. We all know who his dad is, Frank Beamer. You mentioned Shane was on the Steve Spurrier staffs. The former players love him. At a school like South Carolina, Brad, how much does it matter that it's his dream job and that he he really wants to be there? I think it's kind of silly to see some stuff about, like, you know, Will Muschamp, this wasn't his dream job. Maybe he didn't want to be there. I don't know if that's true, but it, it wasn't Will Muschamp's dream job. Like, he had been fired from one of his dream jobs at Florida already. Do you think that that matters here at South Carolina, or do you think that's just something that the fans are going to rally around? I mean, this was probably Shane Beamer's dream job. I, I, I definitely do do believe those reports. Um, this this is also a guy, Trey, you know, he's he's coached several years, and he's also applied for several jobs in, in recent years. Most recently, he was one of the guys in the mix at East Carolina a couple years ago when the Pirates hired Mike Houston. ECU did, did not go with Shane Beamer at that point. So this, this is obviously a much bigger job than ECU. It's going to be much tougher to win in the SEC, harder to recruit against some of the schools around South Carolina borders that, that, you know, Beamer has to. But, you know, I just think that coaching staff hires are going to be really key in this situation. You know, maybe how Beamer reacts on the fly in pressure situations for a guy who's never had to make those kind of decisions. And I think the most important element of all this is just, you know, synergy within the program, buy-in and recruiting. That's, that's kind of the big three that I think at times were a jumbled mess under Will Muschamp. You know, we, we hear coaches all the time, you know, in, in our business tray that talk about changing the culture often is more important than the X's and O aspect of the job. And I think I really agree with that. You know, it's Gamecock fans, Beamer bosses, you know, they aren't asking for annual nine or 10 win seasons in Columbia, but, you know, being better than consistently average is an absolute must, in my opinion, since expectations, I'm sorry, have, have changed a bit since Beamer first arrived in Columbia back in, I think it was 07. I'm really glad you mentioned Lincoln Riley. That seems like a guy who has some weird links to South Carolina, Brad. When he was at East Carolina, it's my understanding that before he was hired as OU's offensive coordinator, he could have been in the mix for South Carolina's opening. Correct me if I'm wrong at any point here. And then, of course, Shane Beamer finds himself as OU's you know, associate head coach, H-backs, tight ends, learning under Lincoln Riley. And then also, I'm seeing people on the message boards in South Carolina, like they would love Shane Beamer to hire Lincoln's brother, Garrett Riley, as offensive coordinator. Garrett's now at, at SMU. Do you think South Carolina is gearing up to run some sort of Lincoln Riley's version of the air raid? And you know, people on their couch might say, Lincoln Riley's air raid is just they throw it 60 times a game. Not at all. They're going to run it more than they throw it. But nevertheless, it's a, it's a brilliant offensive system that I think could do well in the SEC. Um, do you sense that that's the direction that this offense is going to be headed? Yeah, I think personnel-wise right now at, at South Carolina Trey, it's, it's obviously a, a roster that needs to get better to compete for SEC East titles. But you, you look in the backfield, a guy like Kevin Harris coming back, 1,100-yard rusher for a team that finished 2-8. and eight. He averaged more than 100 yards a game behind an offensive line that 
um, had some COVID issues, had some injury issues, and you know, still performed. I think Beamer is stepping into a decent situation on offense, not great. You know, Spencer Rattler did not get off that plane with him in Columbia today, Sunday afternoon. But um, Luke Doty's a quarterback who, you know, a Gamecock fans are pretty excited about, high four-star and probably going to be the guy next year in a wide-open spread offense. So, so, you know, like I say, you know, whoever Shane Beamer brings in as offensive assistants and maybe can, can retain Connor Shaw as a quarterback's coach or some kind of special assistant, I think that'll be key. And, you know, not, not only bringing this program back to respectability, but having an offense that can move the ball and also sell tickets. The College Football Daily will be right back. The timing of it was funny, Brad. The uh, Oklahoma was playing a game when Bruce Feldman tweeted the news that Beamer got the job. Uh, you know, Beamer wasn't on the field that night, so it doesn't really matter. I think Lincoln Riley was prepared for it. You know, Billy Napier coached the day before on Friday, winning ugly against Appalachian State. Virginia Tech lost big to Clemson, and that's a lot of Virginia Tech fans were saying, all right, if, if we fire Justin Fuente – Maybe we can hire Frank Beamer's son, Shane. I think it makes sense. If, I was, if I'm Shane, I, I probably don't want that job because there's just no way in the modern era that you're going to live up to what dad did yes. Yeah, in Blacksburg. So the, the, the timing was funny, and it's important too because early signing period, as, as everyone listens to this on, on Monday, December 7th, is um, 10 days away. I'm, I'm less than 10, nine days away. And South Carolina now has a, has a leg up on – these other schools who might be going through coaching changes in the next week, but have no news yet. Again, the Texas is and the Virginia techs. I, th- I think this is, I think this is huge for South Carolina to salvage the 2021 recruiting class. I think it's big for them also to just start moving forward as a fan base, Brad, and not spend the, you know, the next few weeks arguing over who's going to be the coach and, and waiting breathlessly on, on details for that. And, and now there can be, you know, you get staff moves, you get recruiting, Shane Beamer is going to get some sort of virtual Zoom press conference that I'm sure he will win. And and at that point, once he wins the press conference, like the program's his, and and he'll have you know at least three years to to to, to work his magic. I I think it's an exciting time for South Carolina. And as a follower of them, Brad, I'm imagining you're just at, at the end of the day, just kind of relieved now, huh? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm a little bit surprised that the Gamecocks made that decision to to fire Will Muschamp midseason. I, I I thought it may come. Um, after the season, but you know now now that you mention it, Trey and and Ray Tanner has said it ad nauseum as well. You know it was it was key that if they were going to move on from Will Muschamp, why have a lame duck coach in 2021 when when you were going to move on? You know to to save a few million. I mean, kudos to the Gamecocks for for paying a 14 million dollar buyout and and making a hire that that they're confident in. I I, I think Ray Tanner and, and I've I've said it before. I think him and school president Bob Caslin are are excited about Shane Beamer. Obviously, I think one of his first calls, Beamer that is, is going to be to Gunnar Stockton, the five-star quarterback in Georgia, who's a Gamecock commit. So, um, obviously, retaining next year's class and, and and trying to fix some issues right now on the recruiting trail is top priority right now for Shane Beamer. Yeah, Gunnar Stockton, the all-important class of 2022 commit. Brad Crawford, follow him on Twitter, at bcrawford247. It's going to be an exciting few days of, of news out in Columbia. I'm, I'm sure you you will uh, be all over uh, the, the coverage of it, Brad. I'll be excited to see what happens, who he hires, and, and what the what the program slogan is and, and how the Gamecocks move forward. And I think the SEC East, I'll, I'll, I'll send you out with this one, Brad. Like Tennessee's not rising like we thought they would. This is this, this Florida's, Florida's where they are and Georgia's where they are, but 
what's different about the last 10 years as far as that goes? Like the third's there for the taking. I think you're exactly right, Trey. And this, this is a chance for, for Shane Beamer, especially not having to play an all-SEC 10-game schedule next year. Hopefully, you know, we, we get back to normal where Gamecocks and the 13 other SEC teams have three or four games that they can go ahead and mark as wins in every every August. So that that's going to certainly help Shane Beamer. And like you said, I mean, Tennessee's down. Kentucky has some issues right now, fired their offensive coordinator. So the number three spot in the East behind Florida and Georgia is certainly up for grabs. Well, you just broke some news to me. I did not know Kentucky did that. That's what I get for um, watching college basketball on a Sunday afternoon. Brad Crawford, it's always good to talk to you. My name is Trey Scott. We'll talk to everybody on Tuesday for the next edition of the College Football Daily.